It's not Berbatov. Mm. Uh, uh, of course, it's not Cantona. Of course, it's not Berbatov. He is a Lukaku. Yeah. And and in Italy, they use him that way. You know how Conte likes to play. You know, five in the back plus three midfielders always in position. Uh, Lukaku and and Lautaro in attack. Lautaro to drop. Lukaku to attack spaces. Yeah. He just killed. Mm. Just killed opponents. Um, he was not the top scorer. I think he was the second because Cristiano was the Yo, first. Peoples, but it's your host Marco, and welcome um, back to the At the World podcast. Um, we're back with another episode of Fixing the Will, and today I'm going to be talking about Chelsea. So, at the beginning of the season, Chelsea went in with big expectations that they're going to challenge Man City and Liverpool for the title. But as the season has progressed, they haven't exactly done that. And now that we're heading um, into Christmas with Man City um, top of the table, um, it's always been said in previous seasons that whoever's top by Christmas wins the league. And um, at the moment, City are top with 44 points. Liverpool are second with 41 points. And Chelsea are third with 38 points. And they've all played 18 games. And... um, yeah, Chelsea have led throughout, um, led the league throughout the majority of the season, but they've seen they've seemed to have fallen off. And um, I'm going to be discussing why I think that is. So, Chelsea primarily play a five-two-three or three-four-three, and that's what Tuchel has implemented at his team to play off on the back. Chelsea use automatisms which is basically patterns that have been practiced on the training ground that the players are able to uh, produce without any thought. It's just like um, something that happens out of pure nature. Like if anyone's seen Ultra Instincts, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Like it just like when Goku's in Ultra Instincts, he doesn't have to think about anything literally his body's taken over he's actually he's not thinking about he's not using any time to think about what his next move is going to be how to block that how to defend this guy he's just doing it out of pure nature and that's basically what automatisms are and um what the automatisms that i've seen from chelsea i don't really watch chelsea that often or study them so yeah um the automatisms that i've seen is that they like to press bait so they attract the press a high press on their opponents and because they have technically secure players like um rudiger tiago silva um Chalaba as well reese james like their defenders and midfielders basically they're able to play out through that press with press with ease sorry um, one of the automatisms that I've seen is, um, again, sorry, the press bait and then the long ball into Lukaku when space has opened up because like his hold-up play is second to none. So what he's able to do is hold up the ball, maybe Havertz will drop deep so that Lukaku can lay it off for him or, um, uh, what's it, uh, Jorginho um, is able to receive the layoff from Lukaku and Jorginho plays that long ball in to Havertz over the top uh, when he's running in behind. Um, that's an automatism that I've seen. 
Um, one automatism that I've seen in the final third is if you look at um, Lukaku's first goal against Arsenal, I remember off the top of my head, um, he received the pass, he laid it off, went wide, he made a run into the box and boom, they scored. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's the automatism that I've seen a lot from Chelsea, uh, you know, Lukaku receiving the ball, laying it off and making late runs into the box. And yeah, that's that's something that um, that's something that's helped Chelsea a lot when playing out from the back. It makes them practically unstoppable. And yeah, um, so then the issue comes with the final third structure, 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 and where players arrive when making runs in behind. Um, and also, yeah, so we'll start with that. So what I mean is, I think Tuchel has complicated his attack too much, in my opinion. So, um, one thing that I noticed against Tottenham away was, um, Havert into the left wing area. And, um, the problem with that is... He's not the type of player that's going to take players on. He's not a good 1v1 player. Um, he's more of a... He's more of a... Thomas Muller type. I've said it before. He's more of a mold of Muller and Deli Alli. But... Um, I mean, Deli Alli is kind of decent 1v1. But Havertz is not that. He's not a good 1v1 player. He's not... He hasn't got that explosion or that trickery to be a good 1v1 player. So the problem with Havertz making deep runs into the left, um, that left wing area is that it's ultimately going most of the time going to result in a pass backwards. And um, also one thing I've noticed against Juventus away, um, Havertz was uh, collecting the ball and then again driving at players when that's not his game. Um, he was taking players on 1v1 um, which was resulting in a lot of turnovers and ultimately making Havertz a black hole in possession you know where possession goes to die and that's not Havertz Havertz's game I think Tico has got Lukaku and Havertz's roles mixed up I think Lukaku should be the one that drops deep and Havertz to be the one making runs in my hand because Lukaku can do that. Lukaku can drop deep, receive the ball, hold the ball up, and he can also spin in his spin his opponent. He can spin almost any defender in the world and run out. He can actually run at players. He can actually he's got the power to do so. He's practically unstoppable. He's almost like a steam train running forward with the ball. So I think Tuchel has got Havertz and Lukaku's roles mixed up. If he was to make Havertz the focal point, so make him a centre forward, because I think that's what he is. I think he's a centre forward. So if he was to make him a centre forward, have Havertz make the running behind, um, occupy centre backs, because he's also physical. He hasn't, he hasn't really got um, good hold up play, but because of his height, 
um, the taller you are, the harder it is to move someone. It's harder to move someone's frame. So I think he could, you know, hold the ball up to a certain extent. So yeah, I think um, if Tika was to reverse Lukaku and Havertz's role, then maybe, you know, um, he's got something there that he can work with. Um, another thing is, um, I think Hudson Odoi should be starting. Um, that means dropping Mason Mount, so be it. Because I think Hudson Odoi is the best talent that Chelsea have. Maybe second to Havertz, but um, Hudson Odoi has to start every game. Uh, Chelsea's front three should be Havertz, um, Hudson Odoi, Havertz, Lukaku. Lukaku should play right forward, Havertz should play up front. I think. Um, I think this because of how talented Hudson Odoi is and that his potential um, is probably only outmatched by Foden and maybe Greenwood, probably Greenwood and Saka. I think those are the only three that are, that probably have more potential than Hudson Odoi. Um, maybe Hudson, actually no, what am I saying? I think Hudson Odoi has more potential than Saka. Um, Yeah, I think I've already touched on Hudson Odoi in previous episodes. But yeah, I think um, he has to start more games on the left. I think that's his best position. His playmaking ability is Sancho levels. And um, also his goal impact. His goal impact as well. Um, he's he's, he's, I've seen that he's been making more runs in behind. He's... He's very similar to Sancho, very similar, very similar. They're almost the same player. I think Sancho's a bit tall. I think Sancho's 5'11", Hudson Odoi's like 5'9", but they're very similar, very similar. I think if Hudson Odoi got his move to the Bundesliga, he'd be putting up the same numbers as Sancho. That's how good he is. And I remember um, a coach, um, an individual coach on Twitter said that I think he used to coach Hudson Odoi privately, and he said that... Um, Hudson Odoi um, was better than Sancho when he was younger. He said that Hudson Odoi had more, has more potential than Sancho before he got injured. That's how highly he rates him, and I've actually seen that potential as well. I think I've seen him live in the flesh, and uh, it's a funny thing because uh, a couple of years ago, England's under twenty ones played at Milton Keynes um, MK Don Stadium, sorry, and um, I went to see Hudson Odoi because um, at the time he was one of my favourite young players and I knew that he was one of the best young players in the league. Um, he ended up getting two goals, I think. I think he got mad in a match, even though Nketiah got three goals, a hat trick. And the funny thing is, I remember the other week, uh, I just felt like uh, checking a team sheet just to see um, who else was there because I didn't remember. And funnily enough, uh, Foden was playing in that game. And I don't remember him doing anything. I just remember Hudson Odoi. So, um, yeah, that kind of also made me think of how big of a talent he is. Um, so, yeah, um, even when you look at um, his stats, his goal contributions when he started on the left, um, 
he's actually shown that he can nail that he can nail that position down in the long term. So I think um, yeah, he has to start more games on the left and build up a good relationship with Chilwell um, on the left as well. Um, one thing that a lot of rival fans say about Chelsea is that oh, their defence is only good because they play three at the back. Well, a three at the back doesn't always solve your issues. Um, same way um, that like playing, I don't know, playing two strikers doesn't always mean you're going to get loads of goals. What play? What what do? What three at the back um, helps you to do is it can help you defend transitions more easily. At the same time, it can also expose um, a certain player's weaknesses. For example, one thing that I've noticed with Rudiger is that he's really aggressive. He has a really aggressive nature that when a player comes in his zone, he has this, he has this, I don't know, this, this, I don't know what the, what's the word? He's got this hunger, like this desire, this burning desire in him to track that player down all across, even if they're making a crossfield run across his zone. He has this tendency, this burning desire to track that player down and leave his mark on him, whether that's tackle him, kick him, push him. I've seen that a lot. And if he was to do that in a back four, you could heavily expose that zone that you've left open. And you know, a, a midfielder can make a deep run into that area. So that's one thing that I've noticed um, about Chelsea's defenders or Chelsea's defender. Another thing that I've noticed, not necessarily with Chelsea, but good example is that with United, when we played young boys away, Wan-Bissaka got sent off, so uh, we converted to a. A, um, a back three with uh, Varane, Lindelof and Maguire I don't know why but Maguire played left centre back and his weaknesses got exposed in that zone why? because he's not that light on his feet he's a bit heavy and um, his turning circle is not that great so um, one thing I noticed is that they put a outlet or a run out in behind um, on Maguire so he made a lot of diagonal runs in behind Maguire which forced Maguire to run back and they were also fizzing a lot of low crosses into the box so because Maguire isn't that quick and light on his feet um, you know he's going to have trouble uh, defending those low crosses into the box so again Back three won't always negate weaknesses, but it may expose some. Um, at the same time, I don't know if I've already mentioned, but you can defend transitions. You, you may be able to defend transitions a lot easy, e easier. Um, a good example is that um, Tottenham played Liverpool yesterday, finished 2-2. Um, I noticed that Tyler Morton didn't have the greatest of games defending Tottenham's transitions of Kane and Son uh, 
they went up against Konate and Matip, which by the way, Konate defended them fantastically. One of the best young defenders in the world, better than Upe Meccano. I've said that for time and you know, he's proving it now in a more difficult league. Uh, but yeah, um, Morton had trouble defending uh, those transitions. And um, if uh, Klopp didn't have Fabinho ready, what he could have done was taken out Tyler Morton and put in another centre back and have three centre backs, so it's a three versus two instead of most of the time a two versus two because Tyler Morton had, uh, well, that whole back three had trouble defending those runs in behind from Kane and Son and Deli Ali um, all game long. So I think, um, yeah, like I said, a back three won't always negate weaknesses, but it makes both some. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think in regards to Chelsea's back three, I think their back three is good. They have um, really good wing backs in Chilwell and Reese James. I think they need to find a replacement for Marcos Alonso because he's not really good enough. He's very slow. Very passive, um, not the best physically as well. His only real good attributes making late runs into the box. Yeah, so I, I think they just need to um, replace him outright. I mean, Chelsea's academy is probably the best in the world, so they've probably got another left wing back waiting in the wings. But yeah, um, another thing about the formation that Tuchel plays is that. Um, they have to play a 5-2-3 because their midfielders aren't good I mean we've all seen Jorginho like we, everyone knows that he's not that good Loftus-Cheek is I mean average I mean who else have they got um, I mean Kante has been really injury prone over the past couple of seasons so I mean what's his name? Saul I haven't really seen him play uh, for Chelsea yet, but I've seen I've seen Twitter like Twitter's slaughtering him every game he plays. So it's obvious that Chelsea need to get new midfielders in. I think uh, they need to get new midfielders in desperately. I think that has to be their number one priority, um, simply because their midfielders are injury prone and not good enough. One solution I suggest is dropping Jorginho and going with Kante and Mason Mount. I think Mason Mount can play that number eight role to perfection. Um, I think Mason Mount's one of Chelsea's best players, very underrated player. He gets a lot of disrespect, but more respect needs to be put in his name, especially um, considering that he was arguably um, the best player in the Champions League knockouts last season. Uh, carrying his team to a Champions League final and getting an assist in a Champions League final. That's a brilliant player. You know, he has, um, what's it? He had every right to be picked for England at the Euros. Didn't play that well, but he had every right to be picked. Um, you know, Arsenal fans are very bitter because they think Smith is better, but Mason Mount is probably equally as good or probably even better. I wouldn't, I, I would argue both 
both cases. But yeah, uh, I really like Mason Mount. I think he needs to start. I think dropping Jorginho, having Kante, Mount, Hudson Odoi, Lukaku, Havertz, that's a solid midfield two and um, uh, front three. Bearing in mind, in a bat, when you have a bad five, you don't really need to play a, a DM. Uh, if you have conservative, or if you have uh, midfielders that can be conservative-minded, then you can manage that accordingly without having to play a DM. So yeah, um, I think, yeah, um, Reese James as well. Um, for me, he's the be he's the best. Mm, he's the more complete right back out of Cancelo and um, Trent. Um, what I mean by this is his not necessarily his ability, but his attributes and his physical profile. He's basically a Kyle Walker region or similar in that sense where. They can play. They can both play defensive right back roles, but going forward, they have no issue at the same time. But when you compare Trent and Cancelo, they can't play defensive right back roles. And a lot of people say, "Oh, that doesn't matter because of how they affect the game." But ultimately, a right back out of possession needs to be in the right back position. They can't be in the front three or in the midfield three. They need to be in the right back position and defend. And when they're coming up against elite wingers, they need to defend. And we've seen it time and time again when a Trent plays, I don't know, United or City, they get he's, he's getting spun by Rashford and Sterling. And um, even Cancelo, uh, look at um, Salah's goal against Man City. I mean, actually, was he defending? I don't remember if he was defending that goal, but... Um, just in general, Cancelo and Trent don't do well against wingers. And, um, you know, defending is also part of a right back's job. I'm not saying they're bad defend. I'm not saying Trent is a bad defender outright. Cancelo's a bit dodgy, but I'm not saying uh, Trent's a bad defender outright. But I'm saying that um, I don't think he. I wouldn't pick him if I was starting a, if I was starting a team from scratch. I'm picking Reese James out of every right back in the world. That's how highly I rate him. I think, um, I think he should be England's backup right back after Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker should be starting for England every game. He has every right to. He's better than Trent and he's better than Cancelo. Um, you know, again, he's not going to get the respect he deserves because of Trent and Cancelo's aesthetics. But Reece James and Kyle Walker are England's best right backs. So that's my rant out of the way. So, how do I think Chelsea can improve, just to summarise? Well, their back three is brilliant. Um, uh, I think that how they can improve is by adding probably two new midfielders, probably a defensive midfielder and a central midfielder, so that they can have flexibility in their midfield or in their team overall so they can go to a back through uh back four if they need to or they can stick with a back five maybe switch up in midfield so uh who i think they should sign is Declan rice um and probably true many as well if they could sign both that would be brilliant having a midfield three of kante true many 
and uh, Declan Rice having Rice as the sitting DM and Chilmini and Kante as box-to-box midfielders. That would be brilliant. Or, you know, as Kante gets older, put Mount there, Mount, Rice, Chilmini, box-to-box. You know, that would be brilliant. But that's not going to happen. I think I think they can only get one of Rice and Chilmini. My pick would be Declan Rice. I think Declan Rice has been one of the best DMs in the world. Uh, probably top three in the league this season. After he's been disrespected before the Euros, saying uh, people saying that he shouldn't go and that he's proving the doubt was wrong. So I think I think Chelsea should sign him. Have De- have Declan Rice and Kante sitting in midfield together. And yeah, I think their front three should be Hudson Odoi, Havertz, Lukaku. I said for the um, I said before that um, having Rice, sorry, having. Hudson Odoi starting uh, more games would only help Chelsea. He will only help Chelsea get better. They won't get worse uh, with Hudson Odoi starting. Like, he has to start every game because then fans and rivals who disrespect him will see his talent. And yeah, I think Havertz should be the focal point for Chelsea. It shouldn't be Lukaku. It should be Havertz. And having Lukaku drop deep, having to hold up the ball and also waiting for um, a player so that he can lay it off to him and make late runs into the box because no one's going to stop that power and physicality um, especially when making deep runs into the box no one's going to get ahead of him um, no one's going to stop him and with that momentum arriving into the box late he could get a lot of goals that way so yeah um, yeah that's my opinion on Chelsea um again you know you guys know me i don't prepare this i just say whatever comes into my head first so hopefully you enjoy excuse all the starter in um i'll try my best to get more episodes out soon and yeah um thank you for listening and this is the at the world podcast